I did uh, mention that I was returning to my retired status, but I have been uh, preaching uh, in other churches uh, every Sunday. In fact, I'm booked through June. <laughs> and lately, my, uh, my wife Lynn has been coming with me, uh, so we're kind of a traveling road show. And uh, I have asked her to be with me this morning, and uh, she will be playing a few of what might be considered non-traditional church songs. Uh, you'll hear them a bit later. This hasn't been an easy week for a lot of people. War continues to rage in the Ukraine. A tragic death occurred on a campus across the street. Yesterday here in the sanctuary, we had a memorial service for a 55-year-old husband and father. The text for this morning's message was chosen months ago. But it seems, uh, I must say, it seems like an important and timely text for today. We're continuing our journey through John, the gospel, and we begin with one half of one verse from chapter 14. It's the night before Jesus' crucifixion, and Jesus says, do not let your hearts be troubled. So, is your heart troubled this morning? As I think about myself, and think about you, it strikes me that some of us are sort of like Alice in Wonderland. Remember, there's one scene, Alice sees the Cheshire cat sitting in a tree, and Alice timidly asks, Cheshire cat, would you tell me please where I ought to go from here? And the cat says, well, uh, that depends on where you want to go. And Alice says, I don't much care where I go. <laughs> Cat says, well, I guess then it doesn't matter which way you go. So sometimes like Alice, we don't know where to go and we don't know how to get there. And I would imagine that this morning, some of us are, are like Dionne Warwick, who sang this song. See, folks, sometimes, sometimes we are like Dionne Warwick. We know where we want to go. We just don't know how to get there. And I suppose some of, some of you this morning, some of us, are like Frank Sinatra. I'm certain I've lived a life 
I'll let you sit down for a while, dear. I'll call you back later. <laughs> so sometimes, friends, we are like Frankie. We may not be so sure where we're going or how it's all going to end up, but by God, we're going to do it our way. And some of us are like Jesus' friends. Jesus had just told them, one of you will betray me, one of you will deny me, and oh, by the way, in just a little while, I'm going to leave you, and where I'm going, you can't follow, and do not let your hearts be troubled. Now, I don't know how they reacted, but my guess is they were like us. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Yeah, right, Jesus. Easy for you to say. But some of us here are struggling. We're struggling to find our way. Friend is diagnosed with cancer. The kids are rebelling. The marriage is going through some rocky times. Health seems to be slipping. Distant wars, rage, inflation, balloons. Things come at us, spin us around emotionally and spiritually and physically, and we feel like Alice. Tell me, please, which, which way should I go from here? Some of us remember a time when our lives seemed grounded and wholesome. Remember those times? Maybe a time before COVID. A time before we got knocked down and disoriented. And now we get up and we try to get back into the groove. We try to get back on track. But just like Dion, we don't know the way back to that peace of mind. And some of us, maybe quite a few of us, even though we're not sure we're on the right track, we're muddling along, we're toughing it out, putting on that game face, and letting the world know, hey, it's all under control. Like good old Frankie Blue Eyes, I'm doing it my way. Jesus says to all of us, do not let your hearts be troubled. But, okay, okay, Jesus, but how are we supposed to move beyond anxiety? How are we supposed to move beyond fear? How do we move beyond feeling lost, beyond feeling afraid? How do we move to deeper joy and security? So let's listen to what Jesus has to say. Some more verses here. Let's see John 14, 1 to 3. Do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. Hmm. What's Jesus talking about here? Is this, is this just about a mansion in the sky in the by and by? Is Jesus promising us that someday we'll all have a suite in the Hilton of the heavens? Let me ask you this. Does that do it for you? I raised this question the other night in our Bible study, our Lenten Bible study group. Can the promise of a someday eternal life in heaven with God, can that calm your troubled hearts today? Can that ease your anxious spirits today? Let me ask that question again. Can the promise of a someday eternal life in heaven with God, can that promise calm our troubled hearts today and ease our anxious spirits 
today. How many of you remember the movie E.T.? I remember that movie, yeah? Been in the news lately, I just, I heard that a park in Porter Ridge, California, where some of the movie was filmed is going to be renamed E.T. Park. For me, there is no more magical moment in that movie than when that poor lost creature holds up his long skinny finger, remember, and he says, home, home. So yes, I do believe there is a true home for me, for all of us, one of the first Christian theologians, Augustine, had this prayer, Oh God, our hearts are restless until they find their rest in Thee. So we will always, always live with some restlessness here because our hearts were created to rest in the final and forever embrace of God. I do believe that. I do believe we are also called to love and enjoy this earth and live this life just as deeply and as fully as Jesus did. But I also believe that this life and this earth aren't the complete story. I believe there is an ultimate place of abiding. Our ultimate place of dwelling is finally and eternally with God. I believe that. But friends, I will admit to you that that's not always enough for me. The promise of an eternal life with God in the future is a great and glorious promise. But I confess, it's not always enough to calm my troubled heart and ease my anxious spirit. It isn't enough for me. And you know, it wasn't enough for the people who came to my office for counseling in the years that I was a pastor. My guess is sometimes it isn't enough for many of you either. Pastor, I'm worried about my marriage. Pastor, my daughter, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Pastor, the tests don't look very good. They all needed more. I needed more. We all need more than a guaranteed room in the Father's house if we're going to live through today and tomorrow and the next day. We all need more. And you know the disciples needed more too. Let's look at the more that Jesus gives. Let's look at John 14, through 6, 14, 4 through 6, the next stretch of Bible. Jesus said, you know, the place, you know the way to the place where I am going? Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. So how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So you can all talk about how, about how great San Jose is or how wonderful heaven is, but what I want to know is this. Do you know the way? Do you know how to get there? And let me be even more blunt and to the point. How does what I'm going through right now the good, the bad, and the ugly of my life, how does all of that fit into this journey? Am I on the right track? Or have I been sidetracked? Is all my brave talk of doing it my way just a way to cover up the fact that I'm lost? Men, you men that are here today, you know how sometimes when you're driving and your wife says, do you know where you're going? <laughs> And you kind of mutter, yeah, 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 I'm just taking the scenic route. 
And all the while, you're silently hoping that soon you'll see a familiar landmark. Jeez, nowadays when you got the phone, my, my wife will say, Ron, you're driving the wrong way. I can see it. Huh? Are we on the right track? Or are we just bluffing? Eternal life with God promises to be a wonderful reality. But how do we get there? And how do we make sense of what is happening right now? Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. And we want to say, uh, Jesus, excuse me, I don't think you understood. We want to get to that place you're talking about. You know, that place of light and, and, and love and, and life eternal. What we need is a map of the route. What we need, Jesus, is something concrete. You know, like a list of 10 things we have to believe in order to get to that heavenly place. Or five things we need to do to get to the pearly gates. Or maybe eight positive thoughts that we have to think so that our minds will be like a compass so that we can find the way. Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. The disciple didn't understand. Do we? How can a person be the way to anything? You know, my first parish in southern Brazil was out in the country, and there were steep wooded hills, and there were road, the roads were narrow tracks that wound through rocks and through creeks and zigzagged here and there. And more than once, this happened to me. I would be out looking for, for the farmstead of a, one of my members, and I'd be out on this dirt road, and I'd pass a turnoff, and I'd say, gee, was that the one, or is one up ahead? Finally, I'd pull into somebody's yard, some farmer's yard, and I'd say, hey, do you know the way to Roberto's house? And he'd start to explain. He'd say, well, you go up until you pass the big eucalyptus tree, and you see a fork in the road, and then you go left, and then right away you'll see a big rock, and I'll tell you what, just let me get in, and I'll take you there. So I wanted directions, and I got a guide. Now, is that what we're talking about here? Jesus as a guide? Now, surely Jesus is a guide in some sense for our lives. Remember that for a while there, everybody had this WWJD slapped on everywhere, right? What would Jesus do? So we use Jesus' actions to guide our actions. But something more is going on here in this story, in this text. Jesus is more than a guide. Jesus does more than point the way, what does he say? He says, I am the way. So what is Jesus' way? Huh. You know, a few days before he died on the cross, Jesus said to his friends, very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains just a single grain. But if it dies, it bears much fruit. The way of Jesus is the way of death and resurrection. When Jesus says, I am the way, he is saying that his way, his path of dying to an old way and being born into a new way of being is the only way to God. Now you and I, we want a roadmap to heaven. Jesus offers us a relationship. We really would like to have the route laid out. We'd like to have control of the situation. Jesus says, uh-uh, 
going to have to die to that way of thinking. Now, dying hurts. Now, when trouble comes and pain and confusion, we do die inside all the time. And it hurts. Jesus says, you're going to have to hold on to me and step where I step. Most of the time, you won't see anything more than that one step at a time. You'll have to walk as I walk. I am the way. Let's read the rest of Jesus' words in this text. John 14, 7 through 9. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. Philip said, Lord, show us the Father. That'll be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip? Even after I've been among you for such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? You can come on up here, dear, and I'll need you in a second. You can hand it to Philip. He's a man after my own heart, this Philip. He's he's one of those Frank Sinatra kind of guys. Huh? So here's here's Philip. He says, Jesus, just let me see the Father. One good look at where we're headed, and then by gully, that'll do it. I'll be satisfied. I'll get oriented, and I'll be off, and I'll do it my way. Jesus, just give us one clear vision. That's all I ask. Let me have one glimpse, point me in the right direction, and then like, like Frankie, plot each course, and away I go. I'll be gone. We want Jesus to guide us to a destination. Jesus says, a living relationship with me, communion with me is the destination. I'm not only the way, I am the truth and the life. Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. That's all you're going to get. Now the disciples had a hard time with that, and so do we. We'd hoped for something more obvious, more clear-cut, We'd hope that being a Christian would give us some verifiable, recognizable benefits and some proof that we were smart investors. It all comes back to this, friends. We think life would be better if we had guarantees. And Jesus gives us promises instead. We think life would be smoother if we had a roadmap. Jesus gives us himself one step at a time. We think everything would be okay if we could just live by sight and do it our way. Jesus says, live by faith and do it my way. 
We think life would be top-notch if we could just see God blazing in all his glory. And Jesus shows us his scarred hands, and he says, you want to see God's glory? Look here. God's glory, God's power is right here in the love that will not let you go, in love that will take you all the way, in love that will carry you all home. So, brothers and sisters in Christ, the good news for today is this. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Whatever you're facing in life, whether it's good or bad or ugly, Jesus, the living Christ, faces it with you and invites you to hold on to him, invites you to travel with him today and tomorrow and tomorrow until we all come home. Home where love and joy and communion will be complete and will be forever. Let's pray. Oh God, some of us come today with troubled hearts. You know that. Your promise is sometimes hard for us to hold on to. We ask that you see our weakness that you hold our hands and help us grip that promise so that even in our weakness we might be in your embrace. Here we come, Lord, with troubled hearts, rejoicing hearts, wondering hearts, still your children, trying to be your faithful people trying to find in you the way and the truth and the life. Amen.